What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Motive Podcast. This is Shaden and my co-host, Bree, and we are excited to help you find some solutions to your life's hardest problems and like the way you feel or change the way you feel or, I don't know, embrace the way you feel. <laughs> <Just Something. kidding. laughs> but we're excited. So we have a, a good topic that's near and dear to my heart because I, my whole life, have been what I thought was a mean person. You did? Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. Well, I was always so blunt. Yeah. And I still am. And then Me too. <laughs> and then I went to Germany on my mission and that didn't that only like made me have more permission to just say exactly what I wanted to say uh, yes. without a filter. But come to find out, although I was very blunt and sometimes what probably people interpreted as offensive or mean was that I was actually kind. Yes. And I refused to say what made people happy just because I they I thought that they would make them happy mm-hmm. or that I would go along with the crowd or go along with what I thought which was what I consider nice this makes me laugh because I feel like the last couple of podcasts okay I've been a little passionate about things <laughs> <laughs> you have been uh, it's okay but that's where like I feel like we're the same that way I know I get a little like oh yeah <laughs> And uh, so today, if you didn't get it, we're talking about kind versus nice. And then uh, we'll hopefully get to some things that you can apply. Hopefully. But uh, we're, we're shooting from the hip on this one Wait, because I, it's just a topic that we love to talk about. It's because you and I were talking the other day after I picked up my car from, I won't say where. <laughs> yeah, let's talk about that. Share the story, Bree. Uh, this is where I get really passionate about life and people just think it's funny. So my car had to be fixed and transmission it, we yeah we thought it was something else and it being the transmission had to be replaced which stinks yeah just a few S- thousand a few. dollars <laughs> it was not cheap so they so they had my car i took it in monday morning friday they called me and said hey your transmission's here we'll get it in right. so i was like oh please my bless my dad he let me borrow his car all week and so so I was like, great, that's great, you know. So Monday they called me. Hey, there was a seal that came. It was torn. So we're going to overnight it and we'll get it fixed tomorrow. So I said, okay, great, you know. And at this point, like I'm trying to be, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> patient. patient. Patient, but I'm like, for the love, it's been a week. That's a lot. Fix yeah, my car. That's a while. So then Tuesday they called me and said, hey, your car's done. Come, come down and grab it. So I go show up, you know, pick up my car, pay them and crazy amount of money you know get the car get in the car go to target and go to get out and my key won't come out of the ignition i'm like oh crap so i call my husband i'm like the key's stuck in the ignition i'm putting in all the security codes in the car you know to make like the alarm system you know be set up again and i don't know if your cars mm-hmm. do that i have to put in you know all the codes in my car so i do all that it still won't come out so i drive back to the dealership and I pull up and I'm like, hey, the guy gives me this look like, what are you doing here? <laughs> Wait, let me back up. When he gave me the rundown of my car when I picked it up. And my husband is a mechanic by hobby. So I know a lot about. I think he's my my mechanic. I am not dumb when it comes to cars. I am. So, uh, thankfully. So when I was picking it up, the guy, the guy was like, you know, we went ahead and changed your oil for you. And I'm just going to take care of you and throw that in there. And I was like, really? Because you had to put my engine back together, which means you had to change the oil. So I was like, whatever. So then he's like, you know, that that part that we had to overnight, we're going to go ahead and cover that too. 
and cover the overnight fee. We're not going to charge that. Oh, I'm just going to take care of you. And I was like, <laughs> really? You're going to charge me? I was so ticked at that point. So anyway, so that happened. Then I took my car, went to Target. I drive back and the guy looks at me like, oh, great. What are you doing here? <laughs> and I said, my key's stuck in the ignition. It won't come out. And he's like, oh, crap. Let me get my technician. So the technician comes out and he's like, I'm the one that worked on your car. Let me take your car for a little bit. I'll figure it out. You can go wait in the office or whatever. So I said, okay. So like an hour later, he finally comes back and he's like, hey, you're, you know, your car's just getting old. It's got a lot of miles. You just kind of have to like jam it up in there into park if you want it to come out. And I said, <laughs> really? You want me to jam it into park to get the key out? He's like, you know, just, just jiggle it a little bit. <laughs> I love it. I was so mad at this point. I was fuming. Just jiggle it. So I'm like, you know what? I was ticked. Anyway, so I said, no, my car was worked when I came in here. It's going to work when I leave. Go fix it. I was so mad. Mm-hmm. So again, I sit there for like another hour and he comes back. And he's like, it's going to be a couple hours. You better get a ride home. <laughs> so I'm like, whatever. That was I'm trying to get you out. Right? So I left. It was by like, this time. It was like six o'clock at night. They were closing. So I left after being there all day. Oh, and man. then the next morning I came back to pick up my car. They called back again, explained what was wrong. They had to fix it and tighten some stuff and do all this stuff to it to get it working. I come back in and the technician had smeared grease all over the inside of my car. Like everywhere. It was all over the windows. It was all over the door. It was everywhere. So I got in and wiped my whole car down before I left the dealership. Whoa. And was ticked. And then you and I talked on the phone. <laughs> <laughs> and at that point, I was like, I feel like I'm a really kind person generally, but I'm not going to be nice. So, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because you, you, I think you left that out. Like you were, you looked him right in the eye. I mean, I guess you did say that in the story, but like you were just like, no, you will fix this. Oh, I told him, I'm like, yeah. Yeah. Fix my car. Fix my car. This is not going to be. Which he was not happy about, but. Yep. So this is why we. So I guess the question, if you're listening, is what person would you have been? Uh-huh. I mean, you paid like five. It was like it was over five thousand dollars. Yeah, it was. But not cheap. It niceness doesn't usually even care. It it just the fear of being assertive, the fear of being confrontational. Yeah. Which is different than contentious. Mm-hmm. Even though you were flirting with it, like. I'm going to be contentious or confrontational. But, but that's where I think the difference is, though, that that's where we need to differ- differentiate. I am not a mean person that's looking for a fight. Right. Which is what contention would you be. You know, but you're not going to walk all over me. Which is, me- <laughs> which means you have to be able to be confrontational. Yes. Which means what? What do you think? What does confrontational mean then? Oh, I think you have to be able to have hard conversations with people that are uncomfortable. Yep. Without fighting. So con- to me, the, the principle of it, of confrontation would be that you would... You, you take the risk to say the thing that will, like you said, that will create the discomfort. Yeah. But it's, it's the boundary, really. Yeah. A lot of confrontation is stating what is and isn't okay, which mm-hmm. is the definition of a boundary. I tend to be the mercenary in my life. Yeah. Because people are like, you can say that. <laughs> and everybody can. You don't and have if a we, problem And if we that. all did that, we'd actually respect each other more because we know we're all of each other, like where we stand. Mm-hmm. And so niceness, niceness is the idea, you know, I... Many people that have spent enough time with me would hear, have heard me said that Jesus wasn't nice. He was kind. Yeah. In other words, he stood up for himself. He he knew what truth was, and he proclaimed it. He lived it, and he wasn't going to apologize for that. And if you had a problem with it, he would empathically listen to you, but yeah. he wasn't going to say, let me change that. Let me change the way I live for you yeah. to make you happy. Yeah thus becoming resentful and spiteful or angry inside because I'm ultimately now living 
to worship somebody else yeah rather than my own values because you're trying to be the nice guy exactly mm-hmm. and nice guys really do finish last nice women finish last and and then they become angry that but they're smiling on the outside yeah they're just putting on a face and so niceness uh david burns who i've mentioned before he's an anxiety guru that i just love you know he he calls anxiety the niceness disease Mm -hmm. and and so most anxious people are actually the nicest people like they they really are they're nice and they have great intentions but it's the the lack of the the lack of i guess you could say in some ways courage to stand up for themselves can be really detrimental Right. And so finding, not even finding the courage, but doing the work that it takes to like go scare the tar out of yourself on purpose <laughs> to be a little bit confrontational, a little bit more at a time to to say what needs to be said. Yeah. It's amazing how invigorating that is. And, and even just doing it a little bit, I'll have people come in and I know my own life, when you do it, you're sending a direct message to yourself that you're important, mm-hmm. that you matter, instead of waiting for other people to send you those messages you go and do it yourself by saying, "Yeah, this, you know, this hamburger. Sorry, I need to send this back. I didn't, I didn't want, I didn't want mustard on it. I told you that I need to have another burger." <laughs> kind people can say that without making the waitress an enemy. Yeah, but nice niceness can take over in some people where they're like, "No, it's okay." Well, and actually, I think it's interesting that if you are trying to just be nice because that's you know, but it's actually backfiring, and I think people can see through that a little bit, and it actually turns people off. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Because it just seems because, superficial a little yeah, bit. Yeah, and you're like, just say what you really mean. You know what I mean? You're just, uh, yeah, that you can almost tell that you're not really getting through to the real them and what they really want. Okay, so if I'm the devil's advocate right now, because mm-hmm. I, I know many people listening to this are like, yeah, Brie, w- <laughs> you know, I wish I could just do that. So if I'm devil's advocate and said, <laughs> and said but, but if I say what I really mean, like that will... I think I'll offend people. Yeah. What would you say to them? Well, sure. I think we offend people sometimes. But I can't, I don't think I can handle that. Well, (laughs) (laughs) that's so hard for me because I'm so the opposite. Yeah. You know what I mean? It is. It's tough. And, And that's where I'm not trying to make fun of in any way, shape or form anyone who struggles with being more assertive. No. But it is a, it, you will be, you will find so much more happiness in your life by pushing yourself little bit at a time no one's saying like just go be a monster like ah. no but 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 this is i swear to you this is like the theme of my life this month though i mean like our backyard's being completely torn out oh yeah you just it is be, not going well but court my husband wants to he's kind of managing that yeah but he doesn't he's afraid to say what he really like what really needs to be said because he's afraid to hurt feelings and i'm like i'm <laughs> at it you know so it, it is a hard thing i'm married to that you know what yeah. i mean where he doesn't like confrontation and he doesn't like oh speaking of he's trying to call me on my ipad while we're podcasting people <laughs> what's up court hey <laughs> his ears are burning but but yeah but that's hard though because then you know what we really need to have done is not getting done and we're paying a lot of money for a subpar job yeah because he's afraid to say hey that doesn't look good. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yep. So it's not about like going so, charging in like a bull, in my opinion, being just mean to people, but you you have to be able to say what needs to be said in an appropriate way. So in order to do that, you have to accept something. Do you see what, so what, if you're listening, do you, I don't know, maybe 
if I said to you, what do you, what does somebody have to accept in order to really push through and start taking these chances of being more assertive? Mm-hmm. And for, I, I'm betting, I don't know, I'm, I'm betting you don't know. And so the, the answer is you have to accept making people hurt. Yeah. You have to accept making people uncomfortable and realizing that making people uncomfortable is a paradox in that the more that you make uncom- people uncomfortable, the more comfortable actually you will become mm-hmm. because you'll be getting what you want and you'll be, you'll be proud of yourself. But actually when you give people feedback, when you start being like that, you actually induce respect. Yeah. Especially if you do it the right way. Yeah. And that's, you know, if you do it the wrong way where you let it build up and build up, instead of becoming assertive, you become an ass, yeah. <laughs> which is what I always say. You become the first three letters yeah. when you let it build up too long. Yeah. So being, being willing to accept that making people uncomfortable is actually very much okay. I mean, look at what I always say. That's like, look what God did. Yeah. It's like, hey guys, um, so I have this, and I'm not trying to be loose with, you know, like blasphemous, but like, hey guys, uh, so you're going to go down to this, this planet um, that I created mm-hmm. that uh, it has uh, some severe weather type, type stuff. Uh, the, the, literally the whole earth can shake in a way that will pop up a, a 5,000 foot mountain. <laughs> um, you're going to have all sorts of, you know, everyone's going to have free will. And mm-hmm. so they can literally choose to do exactly what they want to do without any boundaries. Um, I will set forth some boundaries, but you're going to have to believe in those based on what, you know, what's called yeah. faith. And I'm going to send this little whispering spirit to you that's going to confirm to you that I'm there, even though you're not going to see me. And you're going to do that for about mm, 80 years or so, Eighty, you know, for most of you, about 85 years. And you're just going to figure that out. <laughs> and, uh, and, 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 and luckily for us, right, he's like, and but I will send my son. Mm-hmm. which is the beauty of it all to, to save and to set an example and to teach what is true. And you're going to have to find who he is and accept that to, in order to really find the greatest peace that you could ever have. And uh, it's going to be really uncomfortable. In fact, you know, like looking at my and Jim, you know, my dad's name, Jim, you're going to get this disease when you're 39. Yeah. And you're going to have one son and four daughters and your five-year-old daughter is going to say bye to you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And, you, and and your body's going to waste away from being completely strong and healthy to completely paralyzed. And the last thing you'll be able to do is blink your eyes. Yeah. And you're just going to go do that. <laughs> and it's going to teach you a lot. Yeah. And we all said, okay, because we knew what was going to come from it. Mm-hmm. And we knew how important it was. In my religion, we called the preexistence that I believe we were there. We were with God before this life. And so, the, the the willingness that a loving father in heaven said to that to said i am willing to make all of you extremely uncomfortable and i and because of the love that i have i will do that because i know what it will do for you if he's willing to do that yeah then i am yeah i'm willing to lovingly m- help like l- let people be uncomfortable by me standing my ground, which then holds them accountable to their decisions that they're making around me that influence me in a way that's not okay. Yeah. And it doesn't mean I'm trying to change them. It just means I'm letting them know that what they're doing is influencing me in a way that isn't okay. And then they get to make the agentic decision of what they will do. Mm-hmm. And if consistently they continue to make a decision that says, I don't care what you think, then I have the data that I need to say, you need distance from me in my life. Yeah. And exactly. I don't have to be your enemy to do that. Mm-hmm. You, you told me where you want me to be for you, which is a, a greater 
a gap between us. And you told me that by me standing my ground and seeing what you would do. Yep. And so the closest people in my life, they know where I stand and they respect it. And they, they, in a lot of ways, they agree with it in their own life that they stand in the same way. And that allows unity to take place and greater respect. Yeah. And so. Well, and think of, you know, all the aftermath that you're potentially avoiding. You know, so take the situation of the car, the backyard, whatever. This is so my life right now. Any of those situations, you know, had had we not stepped up and said, hey, this isn't acceptable, Mm -hmm. you know something needs to be done differently. I don't like what's happening. Yada, yada. Yeah. Then what? I'm just going to pay that much money and be upset because, you know, and then I can't take that back. Right. You know, if my cement gets poured in my backyard on Friday and it looks like garbage because I didn't stand up and say something. Yeah. That's now my fault. And I yep. have to live with that. For and like 30 how, years. and how you much I mean? discomfort I'm, would you have to put them through to say, you, you need to like literally go get a jackhammer and exactly. tear this stuff up. So to avoid it, that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, it's, I think you, you can avoid so much by, by trying to put this into action in your life. You know, so much resentment and stuff at the other end. Yeah. It's avoidable. And how cool by it'd a be. little bit of uncomfortable. You should do this experiment too with these guys that are coming with the cement. Cause that's such a good point to where it'd be neat when they start to just say, Hey, listen, uh, I've kind of had a, I've had a month, <laughs> you know, just like be human. I've, you know, I've had a month and my, my transmission just went out. And it, it was like over $5,000. Um, I've been redoing our whole backyard, which has been a, you know, as you know, like I started, we thought we could just sod this thing. But oh, what come to find out, we have like a bazillion <laughs> root <laughs> systems going through my backyard. So we had to do this, inter- like another crazy thing. And so I'm so glad you're here to pour the cement. I just got to let you know up front. I <laughs> do, it, I expect, perfect. no, see, don't go there. <laughs> But I expect, I really do expect this to go well. And I, and I have to like, this is where I'm at, right? Like I have to hold you accountable if I don't think it's good. Yeah. And so I need it to slope. Like it will slope to this place. (laughs) I'm not walking out of my patio to have a puddle of of water for the next 40 years. Yeah. So like we need to. Yeah. And we're going to have to have that conversation tomorrow actually, because they came yesterday to form it. And I said, Hey, the forms are crooked. And the guy was like, oh, the cement will push against it. It'll be just fine. And I said, no, <laughs> actually, it's not. Yep. It better be changed. And there has to be some, <laughs> there has to be some trust, right? Like you can't just be a control freak. Uh, no, but, but like, uh, come on, you don't want crooked cement. Well, they do have to, I do, I do know that about cement. They have to frame it like this because it does, it does push out. But I hear what you're saying. Oh no, it was like this. Oh, it was? It was like undercut? Slanted. Oh, so she's, you can't. And curvy. Oh man. Oh man, like it's, it's not, right. It's a straight line. But yeah, but like the whole point is, and, and this is why I talked to court last night, I said, if we don't have this conversation now, they're not coming. We'll mm-hmm. do it ourselves. So either you have the hard conversation or we're canceling the job. Because I'm not going to live with cement for 25 years. It looks like garbage that we just spent $6,000 on or whatever. Do you yeah. know what I mean? True. Because in the long run, I'm not going to stand back and go, now I'm mad at you, husband, because you weren't assertive enough. And now I'm mad at the cement guy. Mm-hmm. And now I'm ticked at this. That's just not fair. It's, you know what I mean? But that brings up a whole new topic, which is so good, about how maybe we could just go into the next, I don't know, I don't know we could almost just keep talking and like split it into two. But the, I've had a, you know, the theme of my month has been accountability mm-hmm. and how you know, blame is just this, 
such a powerful red flag of the of the fact that I didn't stand up for myself and yeah. I didn't ta- I didn't take accountability because yeah you could blame the cement guy you could blame court in but if and if you but if you'd never never said anything really the accountability is on you yeah exactly that's but we what don't, I mean and we yeah I think it goes hand in hand though too if you're just trying to be so nice to everybody and then you feel frustrated and resentful towards people in your life because they're not performing how you think they should yep but you weren't willing to stand up and say what you really wanted then it's your fault you know right and so i do think christianity in general um and i can say that i can say it because of just how many different cultures i've lived in uh, amongst way you know many different religions and of how you know christianity we definitely believe in being a peacemaker and you've heard me say before that niceness is is what I would consider peace, being a peace faker. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that with the greatest of intentions and the greatest, honestly, the greatest character, that's the thing. It is niceness is a behavior. It's not a character trait. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay, it's a behavior. You, the reason you do it is because that you you value peace, you value connection, mm-hmm. you value like having happiness in your life. Yeah. And if you didn't have those, you wouldn't do it. You wouldn't have the motivation to do it every single day of your life. Yeah. Which is what, when people are stuck in it, it's it's a performance every day. And they're exhausted and anxious and down about it, trying to put on this show. Yeah, makes sense. And so being able to, being able to understand where it comes from is first off, forgive yourself because it's not like this terrible thing. No. It's, <laughs> you know, it's, but, it, but you can have you more. Have. <laughs> I know. It's exactly right. But you can have more freedom and more energy. It mm-hmm. really is. It's a it's a battle for your energy. Yeah. Because like I did I I did ten sessions yesterday or ten hours. I can I could say I did ten billable hours yesterday, basically, which is a big day. Yeah. And I, I already told you this, but I'll say it anyway. And it at the end of the day, I was like it was like five thirty and I'm I was like high as a kite. And I realized I was just so in the moment yesterday and with people and being, and I was very assertive with a lot of people and I realized, you know, when we're authentic, I've already known this, but it was just another testament to me of, of how like when we have authenticity, in other words, kindness, Mm -hmm. it just gives back to us and it, it takes very little energy. Yeah. And the greatest authenticity any of us can have is focused on love. Mm hmm. Because if niceness says that when, when if I have five people walk up to me, my niceness brain will take over and I need to figure out how to please five people at a time. That's hard. That's exhausting. Mm-hmm. As opposed to a kind person allow they they can they can come to the with the security that they have and say, These five people all get the shade and that they that they deserve, which is one who shows love. Mm-hmm. And it's not that I'm perfect in that, but to to have a singular focus of this is who I am, and I'm not going to nicely hide that, mm-hmm. uh, and and to change my focus from hiding or to performing to I want to show love to them and give them something that makes their day a little bit better. It just gives back, yeah, and it changes your entire energy to be able to to be happy with yourself, yeah. So maybe that's something that as an experiment to do would be if you struggle with niceness, which we all do in some way. But to to put yourself in a very vulnerable state, which is to actively love people in in your life with greater sincerity, with mm-hmm. greater authenticity. And that actually might take the stand of you being more honest with your opinion. Yeah. And that, that actually is love. 
And, mm-hmm. you know, and, and we, we've done podcasts before of how you can have hard conversations. Yep. You know, hey, Brian, I need to tell you something and then say it. And it's you can with love, you can say anything that you need to say. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I could go on and on about that. But it's yeah, so. I love it. I love the quote from, you know, Disney's live Cinderella. Have you ever watched that? Um, nope. Oh, that is one of my favorite shows. Yeah. But her mom tells her over and over, have courage and be kind. And I love it. Oh, really? I even put up, I made a big thing and put up my house for a little while. My sister um, put it in her junior high classroom. And that was like a big thing for her to just, and, and it's something I talk to my kids a lot. That it takes courage to be kind. So true. You know, and I love that she puts that in there. And that's kind of the theme of the whole movie is mm-hmm. have courage and be kind. Yeah. Which is awesome. There you go. And if you, and, and honestly, if you really struggle, come in and talk. It doesn't take, it doesn't take six months of therapy. Yeah. And I say that a lot, but it doesn't. I mean, in, in just a very, very few hours, you could probably make some progress that would change your entire life. And, uh, or you can, we're excited to say this, right? We have our motiveacademy.com is launching, which is our therapeutic education. Yes, yes. And uh, we have a course called a self-acceptance course, which niceness has a lot to do with self-acceptance. Yeah. And um, and I would encourage anyone who's listening to, if you're feeling the urge right now to work on this, like start there. It's mm-hmm. it's a, it's 149 bucks, which is less than one session. And, and that's something that came up a lot in our pilot class, the niceness. Mm-hmm. It mm-hmm. did. So go and 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 do it. It's uh, it's about four or five sessions in one, and. Uh, and then if you need a therapy, a therapy after that, do it. But uh, it'll help you a lot. Cool. So uh, before we go, go on and leave us a review and a rating on Apple Podcast if you can. It helps us become more visible. Podcasts are interesting that you're kind of invisible until people like you, essentially, so. and rate you. <laughs> so the more people rate us and leave us comments, the more we know what you think and the more visible we become. That's right. We appreciate those who have. Yep. Thank you, and uh, we'll uh, talk to you again soon. All right. See you later.